Here's what's coming up on today's show. Estate planning is huge because if you worked your whole life to build up your estate for even to pass on to your kids or grandkids, and then it gets tied up in the court system, that's not what you wanted. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in to part two of the five biggest money mistakes here on the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Mike Coyne over at Principal Preservation Services with offices in Minnesota and Wisconsin. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, we started last week. Uh, the first six big money mistakes, we went through those. You broke them all down for us. I encourage you to go back. Check that out if you haven't. You don't have to do it before listening to this one, but I would say after this one's over with, go back, check out the last one as well. You want to make sure you avoid all 12 of these money mistakes. because We talked about, Mike, it's, you know, any one of these could really sink your retirement potentially if, if things go wrong. Definitely could, and that's why we want you just to be aware of of having an outside perspective of what things to be prepared for and think about. And I think sometimes we just get focused on the retirement date and the money you have and the budget you have, which are very important, but there's other things to think about and there that are, could derail you. Yeah, exactly. And there are a lot more money mistakes than this, so you always want to work with a financial advisor, financial uh, planner to work through a lot of these issues and just make sure you have a comprehensive plan that's looking through every aspect of your retirement and your, for your finances to avoid some of these. But we've narrowed it down to 12. Did the first six on part one. Let's start with the second six, Mike. Uh, number seven here to kick us off is dealing with inflation. So the money mistake people often make is they just don't adjust their retirement budget for inflation. See that all the time. And I see that from maybe the advisors are currently working with and um, they just say, oh, you only need $6,000 a month to live. Well, $6,000 a month to live today is not going to be $6,000 dollar for dollar value here in five years and 10 years. And especially what we've had these high inflation numbers the last couple of years, you have to make sure that you're adjusting your expenses with inflation. So even when our clients, our current clients are coming in for their annual reviews or two or three reviews they might do in a year, depends on where they're at. Um, we're always adjusting their expenses, you know, to, with today's cost, because it's important. We can't go off the numbers we had a year or two or three years ago. We're going off of today's numbers. You know, fuel prices are higher and, you know, he, utility bills are higher and food is higher. Everything is higher. Car, you know, car value. So your car payments are probably higher. So you want to make sure that you have enough money because we know that most pensions don't have inflation protection on there. Uh, they have, Some might have a small cost of living adjustment. Um, but not enough with inflation. Social Security goes up on average a couple percent. Even though we had a couple really good high years, it's still not keeping up with true inflation. Over time, it hasn't. So you want to make sure that you have enough money to bridge the gap as Social Security goes up slightly every year. Your pension, if you have one, doesn't typically. Well, you want to make sure you have enough money to draw from your investments that will cover that gap. And um, and also, you got to be invested properly. Just a little add-on to that is, you know, you have to be changing your investments. You know, with uh, when inflation is high, you know, you stay away from bonds. Bonds are not going to keep you uh, keeping up with inflation when uh, the rates are going up. All right, number eight here, overlooking the importance of estate planning. Uh, this is uh, just one piece of the puzzle, but it is an important one. If that mm. is important to your legacy, Mike, you need to be paying attention to this. Yeah, and I, we're not a estate planning attorneys, of course, but I have an extensive background working with estate planning attorneys, and I'll spend three to five minutes 
at minimum in in a, a meeting just to question our clients about the estate planning what they have done what things they should be looking to probably update and referring them to an attorney or two estate planning is huge because if you worked your whole life to build up your estate for even to pass on to your kids or grandkids and then it gets tied up in the court system that's not what you wanted and people have a lot of misconceptions how wills work and don't work well i'll tell you how they don't work they're not easy if you have just a will uh there was an article in the uh, wall street journal maybe about 12 years ago says a will is like a compass that points towards the closest courthouse which means probate court so you have to be very careful as that's all you have as a will if you have assets considerable amount of assets you have to make sure you do the proper estate planning and typically a will is is a starting point but that's not the only thing you need you need a lot more um, items and we're a big fan of of having a revocable living trust because those will uh, that's an entity where a will is not. So looking at getting your estate planning put together, and it's not just those dying documents, it's those living documents as well. You need to have those power attorneys for finance put in place, your power attorney for health care with your living uh, your living will, your health care directive, how you want to be cared for if you can't speak for yourself. You want to be in life support. You want food. You want water. You want medication. Um, how long do you want to be assessed if you're considered maybe unresponsive so you want to make sure that everything is put in writing and somebody who you give those power of attorneys to is going to follow and make sure they act as your wishes that you put on on paper if you are curious more about estate planning i also encourage you to go back to episode 69 and 70 let's go back a little ways we're on episode 118 now but we had a two-part conversation back then with uh with patrick bowling mike on estate planning and, mm-hmm. just, and just getting prepared for that i thought that was a great discussion so if you want to learn more about estate planning a little bit deeper in that and, and kind of understand the role that mike and his team play uh again 69 and 70 are a great one to go back to Perfect. Thank you. All right. Uh, on to the next one here, Mike. Reviewing your retirement plan. If you fail to do this regularly and you fail to review both review and update your retirement plan, again, could be a big mistake. Yeah, I was just thinking we don't it's not the uh, Ronco retirement plan here. Was it the set it and forget a guy? The Ronco <laughs> infomercials that was on TV? Yeah, retirement plans aren't meant that way. Um, it's you have a retirement plan and you have to make adjustments. You know, just no difference. You're on your maybe a vacation and you set your plan and your map. Well, there's some detours ahead sometimes. There's some there's some road construction. There's bad weather. There's a lot of things that ha- you have to be able to make adjustments. So you need to do the same as well with your retirement plan. And so having regular reviews is important. And sometimes we have to make some modifications. Um, you know, people didn't expect this whole Ukraine uh, war to come into play and things going on with China coming into play. Um, that really affected people's portfolios. And you had to, we had to make some adjustments to a lot of clients' portfolios last year. So have your, your plan looked at um, consistently. And sometimes there doesn't need to be adjustments, but a lot of times there should be to make sure that you're going to be a step ahead and you're not going to be you know, taking some unnecessary losses because of what's going on in the world. All right, we've got three more left. We go through the biggest money mistakes. This is part two of our conversation. Mike, number 10 not paying off those high interest debts before retirement. Yeah, it's best to be as debt-free as possible if you can when you retire. I mean, that's a freed feeling to have your mortgage paid, your vehicles paid, your credit cards off, you know, paid. Hopefully you don't have student loans either, but 
especially those high interest credit cards, the bad, bad debt. And I said houses could be good debt because it's increasing with, with value as you're hopefully at a very low interest rate or very low interest anymore because you're in the back end of that mortgage. But when we're looking at those credit card debts, that revolving debt of 16 to 24% is ridiculous. You definitely want to make life a lot easier for you when you hit retirement, when you're on a fixed income, when you're on Social Security, maybe a pension, taking withdrawals from your investments where you don't have to take money out of your investments, pay taxes on it to pay off high interest credit cards. That's kind of ridiculous. So do your best to plan at least those debts to be paid off. It's great to have all debts paid off, but it doesn't have to be. Some people have low enough mortgages on their house or they refinance purposely maybe a few years ago to get their mortgage payment really low, which is cheaper than rent or the same as what rent would be. And uh, they can definitely afford to make that payment in retirement. So, but get rid of that bad debt. You don't need to be carrying that in retirement and that's just gonna plague you. It's gonna limit how kind of the lifestyle you can have if you didn't have that. Just think about that. If you were, some people are paying $750, $1,500 a month of bad credit card debt a month, what you could be doing with that money uh, instead of paying just this debt of stuff that you don't even remember what you bought with it. Yeah. Are credit cards the primary spot you see that, Mike, or are there other debts that carry really high interest that you often see people have? Yeah, it's a, mostly the credit cards, but the, we also see the uh, student loans, and maybe they yeah. did a parent parent loan. And those, those uh, student loans are not low interest either. And some people committed to doing student loans where they really shouldn't have, and they're paying the price, and it's hurting them financially, hurting their retirement plan, because they've committed to doing these student loans when they really shouldn't have done that, but now you're, you're far into it. And it's easy to say you're gonna commit when you're in your 50s, but you get in your 60s and you're exhausted, you wanna retire, and uh, you're gonna be on a fixed income, and things might not have worked out as good as you thought. Um, maybe you get let, laid off a little earlier and you get a, a severance package and you reti- have to, you're forced to retire two years prior than you thought. Well, that can make a big, um, big dent in your plan. And you might have to use a lot of your investments to live instead of keep working and adding to your investments instead. All right, we're going through the biggest money mistakes. Got a couple more left. I know some people will often look at their family history, might to kind of get a sense of how long they're going to live. Because obviously if we knew... It had a good idea that planning would be pretty easy. But the mistake people often make is just they just assume, hey, I'm not going to live a long time, so I don't need to worry about saving or I don't need to, I could spend a little bit more because I know I'm not going to be around forever. Yeah, we hear that all the time. Oh, I'd be happy if I lived till 70. It's like, what? I mean, 70 is not that old anymore. You know, so um, I had somebody had another conversation within the last couple of weeks in my office where they're like, I've already outlived my my dad and my grandpa by like already 20 years already because they didn't live a long life. And I was like, I've already lived with my dad and my grandpa as well. We have different lifestyles. Don't assume we're only going to live a short life. Uh, we can kick, take control of that. And by doing that, you have to make your money last. You know, you retire at 65. You might need 20, 25 years, maybe 30 years of having your money last. So you have to plan for the worst, which hopefully is the best, right? Living long life. We hope you have a healthy long life and a sane long life as well. Um, so we don't want to just plan your money to last 10 years or 15 years. We want to make sure it's going to last you a good 25, 30 years at least. And um, so plan ahead for that. Don't just look at family history because, you know, we have the, we have the authority to change how, uh, 
you know, how we're going to live by taking control of your diet and your health and being more active and less stress. There's so many different things we can do today that we have the knowledge of um, to live a lot longer than our ancestors did. All right. Last one, closing out our top 12 biggest money mistakes in retirement planning is forgetting about sequence of returns risk. Mike, explain this again for us and why this is such a big issue. Yeah, it's my favorite one on the list. And that's what my second book came out just a few weeks ago, which I don't think we talked about. Maybe we'll have to do the next one on that, Ben. But yeah. um, it's about sequence return risk. And people, I've never heard of it. What is it? It's, it's a real risk that retirees take on in retirement. It's the exact opposite of dollar cost averaging. So it's nice when you can add money to your retirement accounts while you're working. And when the market's low, you add money to the to the market when it's low and it's gonna lower the average cost of those investments. And that's, that helps your portfolio grow when the market takes off. Well, the opposite of that is selling your investments in a down market. And by doing that, you're locking in losses every time you do it. You never wanna sell your investments when the market's down, nor would you sell your real estate when the market is down. It's the same concept. So um, I show a graph in my seminars that just shows that if you were to um, not touch your money and just let the money grow over this period of time, you'd have this much money. Average rate of return shows 5.4%. But if you're taking out $50,000 a year over the same period of time, over the 16-year period, you took out 800000 but you just lost over $750,000 of value. Where ha what happened to that money? Was well, because you were forced to sell in the down market. You don't have time for that money to recover. So the key point of this is you never want to sell your investments when the markets are low. And how are you going to do that? Now, the broker-dealer world or the 401k world will just tell you, oh, just hang in there, be long-term, the markets come back. Well, that's true, but you, your money won't come back. The markets will come back, but the money doesn't come back when you're taking withdrawals out of it when the market's low, right? You, you're losing that ability to get your money back fast and recover. So the key is having a plan how to take your money out is going to be so important, so vital for people approaching or in retirement to have a plan of attack. So if the market's down, you have a safe place to draw your money. And by the way, that's not bonds. Bonds aren't safe. Bonds lost, a lot of bonds lost double digit and high double digit returns, losses returns last year. Uh, so we want to stay away from those bonds when the feds are raising interest rates. You need a truly safe place to pull your money from when the markets are down to allow the market to recover. So that's about all I have to say is sequence return risk. There's a lot more to it. We can show you some illustrations, how that makes a huge impact and how long your money will last, depending on where the market is when you're taking withdrawals at, withdrawals out of your accounts. All right, very good. Well, that concludes our two-part discussion on the biggest retirement money mistakes. And if you have questions about any of these that you want to follow up on or just sit down and go through your overall plan and, and begin that process, you can always get in touch with Mike two ways, online, principalpreservationservices.com or over the phone at 855-987-8888. Again, 855-987-8888. Good stuff, Mike, as always. Uh, enjoyed going through this two-part series with you. Thanks for uh, walking us through each one of these mistakes, and hopefully we've helped somebody out today. I sure hope so. And just give us a call if you have any questions. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast. For Mike Coynan, founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services, I am Ben George. Have a good week.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.